You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Tonight, along the lines of our our vision, I want to talk to you guys about the chain-breaking lifestyle. And so... Here's the question I have for you guys tonight. Have you ever felt you take one step forward, but somehow you get two steps back? Have you ever felt like when you do make some kind of progress, you make, oh, I make progress, but it was such hell to make that little progress. Well, you know, people who can't really go far are people who are shackled on the feet and who are chained up. So tonight, I want to talk about having a chain-breaking lifestyle. And that's tonight's message. Acts chapter 16, verse 22. The crowd joined to attack Paul and Silas. And the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, like whipped like crap, you know, <laughs> they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he had received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet with the stocks. About midnight, say midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains became loose. The jailer woke up and saw the prison doors open, and he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and asked them, Sir, what must I do to be saved? Let's pray. Father God, tonight I pray in the name of Jesus. Those who are listening to the sound of my voice, whether on this broadcast or here in person, I pray that tonight we would have lives that are chain-breaking lives. And that we would leave behind everything that would hold us back from our destiny. Hold us back from our the life you have for us. The abundant life. And God, that we would live in abundance. With joy, freedom, peace, and happiness. We worship you. Speak to our hearts. Prepare our hearts, God, for good soil. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So we are a life-giving church. Living Faith Church is a life-giving church. And because we're a life-giving church, we talk a lot about positivity and you can do it. God is on your side and all that good stuff. But here's the thing. We cannot neglect the law of polarity. 
Plurality, sorry. Plurality, what's that? Polarity. Polarity, thank you, Rabbi. Polarity. <laughs> we can, we'll edit that real quick. We cannot, can, in this part, we cannot neglect polarity. Another word? Polarity. Polarity, okay. Well, that, again. Polarity, 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 polarity. We, we are a life-giving church, and we can, but the thing is, is we cannot neglect the idea of polarity. And polarity is the opposites. When there's an up, there's a down. When there's a left, there's a right. There's a light, there's a dark. There's an in, then there's an out. And also there's a good, and there's evil. Evil exists. It's negative forces. And we need to understand that the force of energy and the force of negativity is not God. So people question, how can there be a God if there's so much crap in the world? People getting raped, getting killed, getting their thieves, people are losing their minds. How can there be a God out there if there's so much crap out there? Well, that's the thing you have to understand, is polarity. And polarity is, because there's bad, that means there has to be a good. So if, you, if anyone out there will say, I'm pointing out all the negativity in this world, in this economy, in my life. My life sucks here, here. Okay, listen. Polarity. If there is a negative, there has to be a positive. So understand that concept. John 10.10. 10. John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. This is Jesus talking. I, Jesus, have come that you may have life and have it to the full. So if you're saying, I'm trying to live my best life. But you say, well, I can't live my best life. My life sucks. Polarity is the thief, the enemy, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come to judge us. No. But Jesus has come to make us feel guilty and shameful. No. But Jesus comes to, to tell you what you're doing wrong and how bad you are and make you feel guilty. No. But I have come, what? That you may have life and life to the partial, to the full. If you're not living your best life, you're not living life to the full, my friends, it's time for you to tap into Jesus. And that's the message we have here, is that life to the full. People say, how, how, did, how, Stephen, this is, this is, someone asked me earlier today, oh my gosh, you're like so successful with this, that, and the other. How, how are you? I said, you know, it's Jesus. I can coach you on all the strategies, but I cannot tell you how many times I've given strategies to people, and sometimes it just doesn't work. So now it's just, now, now my question is, how are you praying? How are you believing? Where is your faith? Because I can tell you, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, do all this stuff. But the Bible says, we plant, but it's up to God for the, give the, the, the rain and, and the sun and for him to grow. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But, to give, but Jesus comes to give life and life to the full. Some people are chained up and unable to move forward. And tonight I want to give you guys three points. Three points about living a chain-breaking lifestyle. So here's the first point. 
The first one, did you have that out there? Oh. Ah, I sent it to you. Okay. <laughs> the first point is that we must praise God in our darkness. Look at verse 25. Verse 25. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Midnight. Whenever the Bible gives you a certain time or location, take note of that. There is something significant. Midnight is significant in the aspect of, you know, it gets dark around like 6 o'clock-ish, right? But did you know that midnight is supposed to be the darkest time of the evening? It's midnight. And same thing with noon. At noon, 12 o'clock, is supposed to be the brightest time of the day. And so we, we base everything off of our, our, our clock at, on their savings and all that jazz based on the time zones. So at midnight, at midnight was the darkest time for Paul and Silas. So the question I have for you is this. What are you doing at your darkest moments in your life? Psalms 104 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Here's the big word. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Who knows what gates are supposed to do? It's supposed to keep people out. Right? If you have a gate, you have usually it's to keep people out. But to enter into his gates, the password to the gate is thank you. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know, can I tell you guys something right now? A secret? Yes. I always tell you that this is the most important thing to me when it comes to this church. And sure, it's the whole musical video and CD and all that good stuff. But let me tell you why this is also the most important part of any church. Because of this. You see, what makes church church? We are the church, of course. But it's a time of singing praises to God. I mean, let's think about it in the humanistic aspect. Okay? I don't do dishes. Things I mean. I don't do dishes. Sorry, I'm going to take you. I'm going to right there. <laughs> you know, I don't do dishes. I don't throw in the trash. You know, if, if I do, it's a miracle. Let's just put it out. If I do, it's a miracle. And so I, but here's the thing. If I get praised, you, you do the dishes like no other, no one else. I mean, I'm still not going to do it. <laughs> but in reality, though, think about this. They say you praise what you want more of. Okay, where's Cookies back for summer? Our little dog. I say Aaron, it's actually Casey's. But our little dog here, if we want her to keep doing things, we praise her for it. Good job. Pa, pa, pa. You know? And back in my mind, I'm like, what the, what's the point of that? Anyways, I like, like, pa, pa. And so I was like, pa. Then Jen said, I want to knock her dead. Or, anyways, but... But she's a play dead. That's what Jen's fobbish says, oh, I want to knock her dead. Anyways, but here's the thing. What we want more of from Cookie, the dog, what we do, we praise her. And she goes, oh, this is good what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing this. Our, our, our master hypnotist here will know that our subconscious mind is exactly the same way. We are, we are not smarter than dogs. 
dogs are, are trained and conditioned, guess what? We're trained and conditioned. If you want your boyfriend to make sure he picks up his laundry, give him a chocolate every time he picks up his laundry. <laughs> it's in the Big Bang Theory, you know? Sheldon's giving him a chocolate to Penny. I go, I keep using Big Bang Theory every Sunday, don't I? <laughs> Anyways. So here's the thing, that's, tra that's training. My friends, you and I are made in the image and likeness of God. Here's a, here, I'm a little side note. Okay, here's a little freebie. It's all free, but here's a little freebie. <laughs> the freebie is this. If you say, I'm trying to find myself. I'm trying to discover who I am. I'm going to tell you right now. You want to find yourself? Find God. Because you are made in the same image and likeness of God. The more you know him, the more you know yourself. So how is God? Okay, God's a creator. Guess what, fool? You're a creator too. <laughs> you know, oh, God, 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 God's a ruler. Guess what, fool? You're supposed to be a ruler too. God is, God is, uh, he's, he's, well, he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Well, guess what? But seriously, though. <laughs> If you want to know you, know God. Study, you know, to study God. Well, who is this God dude? The more you know God, the more you know yourself. That's why it's interesting. The people who are the most, like, strongest, strongest leaders out there happen to be Christians. People who are strong in their faith. Look at it, all the history. All the, all, it's fascinating. So here's the deal. Now, why do we, okay, so that's great, praising Cookie, you know, praising God, okay. But here's the thing. Go to Psalms 22.3, King James Version, says God inhabits the praises of his people. Inhabit, inhabit means he lives, inhabiting. God inhabits the praises of his people. Here's the deal. If you can say, God, I love you, you're awesome. Guess what he has to do? He shows up. He shows up. And so for us to be having a chain-breaking lifestyle, the moment we come to church and say, why is Johnny saying, lift up our hands? Like, I feel so weird. Like, why? why? Why are we singing these songs? Okay, dude, worthy is the lamb. Why do you repeat it so many times? But it's a love song to God. And so if you say, I want God to show up and show up and show off in my life, praise Jesus. Praise God. And here's the thing. When you begin to praise him, you're saying, why isn't God alive in my finances? Why isn't God? Did you know, this is a little history lesson, the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is where the presence of God back in the Old Testament Wherever the Ark of the Covenant was, so was the presence of God. Wherever the Ark of the Covenant was, you guys probably seen like uh, Indiana Jones was that movie? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not the biblical necessarily, but you know the Ark of the Covenant. And here's the thing: wherever that thing was in the Bible, it says that was in someone's house. Guess what? All their crops would begin to grow like crazy. Crops was like money to them back then. Everywhere the ark was, people would get touched and, and miracles would happen because the presence of God was there. Now, how do we tap into the presence of God? God inhabits the praises of his people. Now, why the heck do I want the presence of God? Why? Here's the next verse. 2 Corinthians 
3.17. This is why I want the presence of God. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If you're trapped in your own mind, you're trapped in your finances, you're trapped in your relationships, you're trapped, I can't get forward, I, I feel like I'm balled up in chains, it's because you need freedom. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. How can I make sure that I am where the Spirit of the Lord is, I'm in the Spirit of the Lord is, when I inhabit the preeminent habits, the praises of His people. So seriously, if you're going through hell and high water and you need to tap into the presence of God, say, how can I play some Johnny music? It's not only really called Johnny music, but praise music, worship music. Worship team, you guys got the playlist. Listen to that in your car. Worthy is the Lamb. And just start driving, just start singing. And, and start to feel the presence of God fall in that place. It's very common when, when, we was, when Angela and I would start singing, the presence would just hit us, start crying. Oh my God, I feel you so strongly right now. And it's fascinating. Like, oh, I don't know if that works. Try it out tonight. Try it out on your drive home when you get home. It's called Worthy as a Lamb. Not by Johnny, but by Hillsong. <laughs> Johnny Cruz, Worthy as a Lamb. <laughs> but here's the thing. What the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Second point here I want to make is God, we praise God corporately. Say corporately. Corporately. People say, why do we have to attend church? Because when we praise God corporately, miracles happen. Go to verse 25. Acts 16, 25. About midnight, we talked about it earlier, Paul and Silas. The big word here is and. Paul and Silas. God worked miracles like crazy when he was around other people, when people are around. Not just an individual. Now, sure, God can talk to you, work a miracle in your life, but honestly, you look at history here, it's through Jesus. It's through, sorry, it's through corporate worship. 1 Samuel 16, 17. This is, uh, this is uh, Saul. He's going through torment in his mind. He's going through a lot of heartache. 1 Samuel 16, 17. He says, so Saul said to his attendants, find me someone who plays well and bring him to me. Play me the instrument. I'm going through so much torment. Find me someone who we can worship together. And that's what he's talking about there. Your darkest moment in life, I can tell you right now, for those of you who contemplated suicide, let's be real, I've contemplated suicide. I'm gonna tell you right now, the moment you contemplated suicide, I bet you, you were alone. You were alone. See, there's, there's some people out there who are abusive, moron boyfriends, okay, or girlfriends, or whatever. And if you know they're abusive, the moment you know they're trying to get you alone, to take away your friendships, get rid of your network, get rid of the people around you. And that's a symbol of torture. So that's the same tactic the devil uses to torture you and torment you. So when we get around corporate people, oh, I'm going through so much hell, I need to be alone right now. Hell no. Get around people. Go to the supermarket and talk to the clerk. I'm going to be paid hourly. So, hey, how's your day doing? Don't worry, I'll help you stock the shelves. So what's your life like? They're going to be paid no matter what. Talk to them. Back when we were in MLMs, I know, when we were in MLMs, we would go to, to people who work because they can't go nowhere. <laughs> they're, they're on the clock. <laughs> Have you heard about World Ranger? You know, it's like, 
Watch this video. I can't, sir. I'm working out. I know. Perfect. Watch this. I'm doing you a favor. You know? So, anyways, besides the point, here's the thing. When you're going through turmoil and hell, do not, do not, do not go alone. Because when you're alone, that's the moment the devil, the, remember, negative forces, there's good forces and bad forces, the devil will come and torment your mind, and you go crazy being alone. And that's the biggest thing. They did a study on monkeys. We're kind of like chimps, right? They did a study on monkeys. And they put a monkey in a cage. And what they did is they tormented that monkey. They had all kinds of brain things to, to test how much anxiety. And, but they were tormented with, with flashing lights, with a strobe light, with loud music. And like, like giving weird facial expressions. The monkey had so much anxiety through the roof. It was like they said it was like an 80, 80 number 80, I don't know what number 80 means. But they put two monkeys in there. Sorry, I'm spitting. Splash zone. We put, they put two monkeys in there. And the two monkeys that were in there, the same thing. Flashing lights, loud music, weird faces. The number was 30. Now, they were still scared. But they had a lot more comfort because someone else was with them. Now, think about that. Again, the moment you know you're alone, you know the devil is trying to isolate you and cause destruction. The first one is praise in your darkest hour at midnight. Second one is to praise corporately. That's why we attend church, is to come here and say, look, I'm, I'm going through something. Can you pray for me? You know, eventually we're going to have prayer cards where Angela, when she comes up here to pray, she'll be praying for those cards. Not individually, please pray for so-and-so, please. But praying in the name of Jesus for these cards, believing for miracles. When someone's up here praying, say, yes, that's me. I want that too, God. Give it to me. So praise corporately. And the last point here is, when you get free, others are free as well. Acts 16, 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas are praying and singing hymns to God. Worthy is the Lamb. And other, what's happening? The other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Worship team, those of you who are part of this group here, you are not just up here playing some cool chords. You are here breaking, loosing chains off of people who are listening to this on the broadcast or here in the room and in the future to the crowds that we meet. Understand that you hold a vital role in people's freedom. That you are not just singing and playing by yourself, but people are listening and a suddenly will happen. My friends, it's funny because God, people say, oh, well, you know, it's just going to gradually happen. I don't believe God works that way. He works in suddenlies. He suddenly appears. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake. Suddenly, no, in Jonah, a whale just freaking eats up Jonah. Suddenly, it's not like a, you know, the, the whale started nibbling on Jonah. No, no, no. Suddenly it just happened. So here's the deal, folks. When we begin to praise God in a midnight hour, when we praise God in, in, in corporately together, what happens is the third point is you get free 
but so does others around you. There's a word, if I can have John come up here, there's a word called intercession. Intercession. Intercession means this. You may be here right now sitting down in this chair. And you may be watching this broadcast. But as you're praising God, your family members are getting free. As you're here and you're lifting your hands, things begin to shift in the atmosphere at your work. As you're here praising and worshiping and singing songs, your family gets healed of whatever torments them. It's honestly, it's crazy to think this could actually happen. That's what's called faith. And faith says, I don't know, but I'm going to walk on water anyways. I don't know if we're wasting our time sitting around here singing kumbaya, eating pretty good food, but I don't know. But it's called faith. And faith says, God, I don't know, but I'm going to choose to believe in you. I've been flogged, whipped, beaten, but I understand that if I just praise you, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Right where you're sitting, close your eyes, bow your heads. If tonight you're saying, Stephen, I don't know this whole Jesus thing, but I'm ready to go ahead and say yes to Jesus. I want the chain-breaking lifestyle, and it starts with Jesus. No one looking around, every eye closed, head bowed. If you're saying tonight, yes, Stephen, pray for me. I want Jesus. Can you just look at me? No crazy gestures. Just look at me. Praise God. Close your eyes. If you right now look at me, just pray this prayer in your heart and just repeat after me in your head. Say, Lord Jesus. Actually, everyone in the room say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I thank you that you love me unconditionally. I thank you that I am a child of God. I don't have to be perfect, but you love me anyways. Heaven is my home. God is my father. I resist the devil. God, break every chain. In Jesus' name. Second question I have for you, keep your eyes closed, bow, head bowed, is if tonight you're saying, you know what, Stephen, yes, you're right. You are absolutely right. I go one step forward and I get two steps back. I'm tired of this bull. I'm tired of living life chained up and bound. If tonight that's you, that you want that freedom of a chain-breaking lifestyle, just look at me. Every eyes closed, head bowed. Look at me. That's you. Praise God. Father God, tonight I pray for those who are ready to break the chain over their life. God, I pray that every person has had my voice.
tonight would be a start of worshiping and praising you corporately together and worshiping you in faith. That God, tonight you would break every chain that's holding us back. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Father, speak to us. And may we take the message of Jesus that's non-judgmental, but that's chain-breaking and life-giving to San Diego and to the world. We thank you, Lord. We give you all praises and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.